conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... the only movie podcast featuring a sci-fi version of white chicks i'm dan o'keefe and joining me as always is anna otto how are you anna dan i just want to apologize for making you watch the horniest movie ever i did not know it was that horny going into it and then while watching it i said wow (laughs) this is something huh so oh my gosh I was saying, I was like, this movie's really horny. I should probably apologize to Dan. And Gage is like, why? Is he a prude? And I was like, no, I just feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this with with Anna last night. And right when it started, I was like, are you ready to watch a sweaty orgy party? And she's like, what? That's not going to happen. And then five minutes later, I was like, I've been proven right, miss. I know. Um, Gage is always like, oh, I loved these movies when I was little. And now I watched this movie. I'm like, how old were you when you saw that for the first time, <laughs> sir? Like, I hope, I hope, like the first movie, fine. Okay. I probably would let my kid watch that after I watched it once myself to approve yeah, it's the, the content. action is the reason it's rated off. Yes. It, it's just because of violence, yeah. which is whatever. But this one... Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Not my children's eyes. <laughs> Not my children's it eyes. Is. You see Keanu's whole butt. I don't think so, Tim. But we do. I don't think I so, was... Tim. At one point, um, I just thought, like, wow. Everybody just wants to fuck all the time. This is the civilization civilization of bunnies. Yeah. I mean, like outside of the Matrix, inside the Matrix, it is all leather and no privates touching. Mm-hmm. Outside, it is all <laughs> hemp. I don't know. The no just rubbing, bumping touching. uglies the whole time. I don't know why, but the way you said that was funny to me. <laughs> anyway, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we. I feel I. <laughs> you know who else was getting ahead of themselves? Everyone in Zion with each other. Gross, Dan. (laughs) They were all doing it. Listen, Um, I am team Keanu is gorgeous, but I just, mm -hmm. it was just a lot. It was just a lot for me on the Lord's Day Sunday, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say we didn't need to turn the other cheek on this one. No, by that you mean Keanu's butt? Yes, Yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. So the, the... Sweaty Fuckfest that we're talking about today um, is The Matrix Reloaded. Yes, something was reloaded, apparently. Ayo! Thank you. uh, Released on May 15th, 2003, directed again by the Wachowskis again, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, introducing to the film series Jada Pinkett Smith um, and Gloria Foster. Who, like, Uh, going back to Jada for a second... Because in case we forgot, I'm dumb. When mm-hmm. she came on screen, I like squinted. I was like, is that Jada? I don't recognize her because she has <laughs> hair in this movie. <laughs> Get- I think this is the only Jada Pinkett Smith acting performance I've seen. Me too. Um, I was talking about that with Gage. I was like, I think I know 
her movies a lot, or not her movies, excuse me. I know her because I know Will Smith. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. I know that that's not great. And I know, I mean, like, I know about, I've watched the Red Table talk. I'm, I, I might be uncultured. What is the Red Table talk? Oh, man. That's where the sentence in entang or the phrase in entanglement was had. That's her show, like her talk show where she like has hard hitting conversations with mostly female, um, a lot of other black celebrities, uh, lots of other women. Um, she interviewed mm-hmm. Jordan Woods after the Tristan Thompson, Chloe Kardashian. I, you know, I was sipping that tea. I tuned in. <laughs> and I tuned in. It's I think it's on YouTube TV, but they release it for free other places. And now I think they're putting it on Hulu. Okay. Um, but that's also like I said, that GIF or that meme of Will Smith where he's like crying, and he oh, looks like really stern. From? Yeah, because that's when she's going on and on about the entanglement. I thought that was from Hot Ones. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm way off. That's the red table talk. They literally sit around a red table and talk. It that's. Sometimes Willow oh. is there. Anyway. I need to correct myself. This is the only physical Jada Pinkett Smith performance I have seen. I have seen Madagascar. Oh, she's no. she's the voice of Gloria. I forgot that she was the voice of Gloria. I was just Googling to see what else she was in. Oh, I she's in The Karate Kid, the remake, which I've seen. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's in Magic Mike XXL as who? I know that movie. I love that movie, may I just say. Um, oh, that's right. She runs the strip club um, that's like really sexy. That's I, not I a good description. It's a, a movie about male strippers. I'd hope they're all she sexy. She runs a strip club. I'll just put it okay. that way. I don't know how else to describe um, it. So hopping off the, the Jada Pinkett Smith bandwagon and back to the movie. Uh, I have one more thing to say. Of... I'm sorry. Okay. She's in Princess Mononoke. Okay, I'm done. Uh, the English dub. Yes. Princess Mononoke. Yes. Sorry. Dion. Having not seen it, I am judging you for watching the dub because I've heard that's the cool thing to do. You should read instead. I don't know. I don't Listen, I only do that for certain movies. And as our beloved director, Guillermo del Toro says. Guillermo Dort? Yes. Guillermo del Toro <laughs> once said that Americans are missing out on a lot of excellent film and television because they refuse to watch subbed things. But don't you worry, Guillermo. I watch subbed things sometimes, but sometimes I just want to not pay attention. <laughs> so, Do you know where there are a lot of subbed things? Where? In Zion. All right. Hey, I'm ready now. You're in the orgy. No, uh, not already. <laughs> With a budget of $127 million, the movie made $741 million, which was up until the release of Deadpool in 2016. The highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Really? This this steaming this. pile was? Sorry, everyone. I didn't like it. Can you tell? <laughs> Sorry, Gage. Uh, I love on, you. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an approval rating of 73%. And Roger Ebert uh, gave the film three and a half stars, calling it an immensely skillful sci-fi adventure, combining the usual elements, heroes and villains, special effects and stunts, chases and explosions, 
romance, and oratory, and he praised the fact that it develops its world with more detail than the first was able to afford, giving us our first glimpse of the underground human city of Zion, burrows closer to the heart of the secret of the Matrix, and promotes its hero Neo from confused draftee to a Christ figure in training. And I agree that the film tries to do those things. I don't agree that it does it well. It hits you over the head with the biblical allegories too much. Like, it gets a little obvious. Does it? You mean, like, when Neo walks into Zion and then all the people come for healing? Yeah, and they all, like, (laughs) leave him food and things outside his door. It was very the lepers Jesus Christ superstar. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Now, I love Raj. Roger Ebert. Mm -hmm. Big Roger Ebert guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think he was wrong on this one. You know, all lovers are prone to disagree from time to time, Dan. That's true. Um, because yes, we were lovers uh, of an equal measure. Yeah, he loved me as much as I loved exactly. him. Exactly, I'm sure you did. He did. We all did. Everyone did. I don't know. <laughs> I think that there are two good parts. Two actually good parts of this movie. Okay. And I'm trying to remember what I thought the second one was. Well, should we just continue on with the story and then maybe if you get to it, you'll remember it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. That's a smart way to do it. I mean, I don't want you to hurt yourself thinking too hard. (laughs) Thank you, because you know how much it hurts to think. Um, (laughs) I see the little hamster in there. So the movie starts out and we see Trinity doing some hacking in a building and then she gets caught by agents and then she jumps out of the building and during an incredibly slow motion fall that takes about 45 minutes, she gets shot. I screamed. Think she... Really? Yeah. It would have been a very bold way to start it off if she actually died. Exactly. Considering I, like, I've only seen the first one before. I hadn't seen the second or the third because... Uh-huh. Again, I love Gage, but sometimes getting me to watch things is like pulling teeth if it's not something that I have chosen. <laughs> like, I just will not engage, and when it's his uh-huh. favorite, he wants to talk about it, which is fine, and we definitely can. But I am a bad movie-watching partner, I'll admit it. That's why lately he's been tricking me into watching things by saying, hey, this guy that's really hot is in it. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> Dang. Um, so you think that Trinity dies, but no, it's a dream. A nightmare. Neo is just dreaming. Yeah. (laughs) Some would say. Some would say a dream, especially Neo's weird mousy hanger on friend who definitely loves him. Oh my God. Um, He is in love with Neo. Yeah. Did he also look like weirdly familiar to you? He did. He looked familiar and also emaciated. And yeah. I can't figure out who the actor well, is. Well, Gage said maybe it was because he looks so much like the actor who played Mouse. But it's not him, I, obviously. Yeah, I guess. I, and I'm looking through the Wikipedia and I can't figure out who he is. It was weird. I don't know. He just gave me yeah. very... Maybe it's just because he looks like a normal dude. Like, he just... Yeah. Mm. Um, so anyway, what's happening in the world of the Matrix? What well, is happening, Dan? Guess what? What? The machines are planning an all-out bombing 
of Zion. They're going to send all their little squid billies down there to to destroy <laughs> Zion, burn it all to the ground, kill all the people. And the ship, the Osiris, has disappeared, and that's apparently explained in the anime, the Animatrix. Yeah, which I apparently will be watching, but we don't have to watch for the podcast. Sorry, friends. I will not be watching that. Mm, are you sure you don't want to come get... join me and Gage while we watch it? Let me tell you, we have three Patreon followers right now. Mm-hmm. If we get 100 Patreon followers, we will watch the Animatrix. That's so get ambitious. your friends to give us money. That is I, ambitious. Yeah, I'm saying this because it'll never happen. We also have all these perks that we don't I'm do. I'm about to post I'm on really TikTok and Patreon caption really well. it, TikTok, work your magic like people do when they <laughs> want to find somebody. Twitter, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an order that all the ships have to return to Zion at this moment to batten down the hatches and get ready to fight the squids. However, Morpheus is like, we can't do that, Neo. He's got to. He's got to go meet with the Oracle. And Not the, the gosh now, dang Oracle. I'm already heated right, again. There is now conflict between Morpheus and the leader of all the Commander Locke, who's the leader of the army, apparently, because they both, because Morpheus used to date Jada Pinkett mm-hmm. Smith, and now Commander Locke is dating Jada Pinkett Smith. Listen. And, Niobe, it's so, so much. This love triangle I think is so well laid out. She, he, I'm not trying to point fingers, but I'm going to point fingers. You know, I don't know that I think so much that the other captain stole Jada as I think Jada mm-hmm. made herself stealable. That's the vibe I got from that character. Okay. She's like, hey, I'm closing the door, mm-hmm. but I'm not locking it. Mm-hmm. That was me winking in case uh, that silence was not clear <laughs> to anyone. And I know her character, she just seemed, I'm, all the people in Zion seem like they're just trying to get around to whoever. There, that's the truth. Yeah. Um, Morpheus, I feel like it was wrong of you to get feelings, to catch feelings in Zion because I bet you a million dollars <laughs> that that place is the equivalent of like a senior center in Florida, you know, kind of a hotbed of like. Oh, it's. Oh my gosh, just a venereal yeah. disease playground. Just swingers everywhere. <laughs> I believe it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Mouse, Mouse is dead. Rip, um, my son. No explanation. He's replaced with Tank, or not Tank, um, Link, oh, wait, who is not, functionally the same character. Not Mouse, it's Tank who's dead. Whatever. Sorry, Tank I just was dead. like, yes, Mouse, Mouse is, is dead. dead. But also, Tank is dead. The whole squad is dead. Gage told me that's because he wanted more money, and yeah, the um the siblings the said like, no. No, I always forget what their last name is, so I'm just calling them like the Sibs. Like <laughs> that makes it sounds like they're the Shining kids. No, that's the twins. This is the Sibs. The twins. This is different. Okay. <laughs> um and double L. So one of the uh, people who are in the Matrix, who I have learned his character is named Bane, um, he gets uh, Agent Smith, who was now a rogue AI, Hugo Weaving, he absorbs his body, which gives him the ability to leave the Matrix 
and take over the consciousness, the real life body of a, a goateed individual. It's literally so nasty every time he takes over another character, though. Like the morphing, yeah. it just looks so nasty to me. I was watching that and I was like, I feel sick. <laughs> anyway, um, back in Zion. Morpheus has to give a speech to the people about how they need to be strong. Sure, dark times are ahead, but they can fight through this. Because he's a prophet. Mm-hmm. Like in the Bible. Who's his biblical counter, like direct biblical um, counterpart? Again, all this is coming from Gage, who refuses to be on the podcast. He could tell you himself, but he wanted to wash dishes instead. Um <laughs> what a coward i know he hates it i don't know why he's like not shy but apparently sometimes he is um daniel actually Mm, okay is the counterpart and that's uh gage said that that's thought of because like they think his real name is daniel um because the nebuchadnezzar is the name of one of the people in the book of daniel i think and also he quotes the book of Daniel later on. There's like a bunch of yeah, stuff. The, I really. I think that Nebuchadnezzar was a king. Yeah. Or something. Let me just get out. Like, why wasn't that a class in college? The Bible. Yeah. <clears throat> the Bible in the Matrix. That would have been such a cool class. Absolutely. I'll just pull out my Catholic study Bible. Literally. Which I have on my bookshelf. I don't right like um, Dr. Professor Anna reporting for duty. So. If we're going further down this road of biblical counterparts, Neo is Jesus. Yes. Does that make Trinity Mary Magdalene? Yes. <gasps> yes. I literally started singing <laughs> I Don't Know How to Love Him when they were kissing, and Gage is like, Anna, uh-huh. stop. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that. I mean, like, there's literally no other character for her to be. Yeah. Considering... She can't be Mary. No. Like, I'm pretty sure... Listen, I'm going to say something radical, so if you're my mom, don't listen. I mean, I'm sure Mary Magdalene and Jesus, you know, were a thing. The Bible says no, but she was washing his <laughs> nasty feet. Sorry, I not to say the Lord had nasty feet, but all feet are kind of gross. So mm-hmm. she was washing his feet and drying his feet with her hair. You know she wanted it. And that's on... Being a new age Catholic, the Lord knows. <laughs> hey, Jesus. Jesus is my boo. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I can't wait anyway. to get told how sacrilegious I am by my parents. Don't worry. Um, we're, we're about to enter the ultimate sacrilege, the sweaty fuck fest. Oh, we got here already? Orgy. Already? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes into the movie okay. when they do this. Literally. It's so soon. I took a note, though, because, like... Trinity steps out of the room, changes her clothes, and it cuts to the sweaty scene. And all of a sudden, literally, where is it? Oh, here it is. Trinity walks in. She's got a top that's like cut down to her belly button. And I and kid you it, not. Yeah, it's like a weird, it basically like pins. Yes. Right at her rib yes. cage. And that's it. And the way Neo, he like looks up, he goes, excuse me, and runs. Like you could see he's like speed walking <laughs> like a grandma in the mall to get to her. And he's like, I missed you. I'm like, ugh. I literally said to Gage, I was like, ew. This is like maybe if I was like single in, in high school, 
I'd think this was hot, but as an adult, I'm like, this is disgusting. (laughs) Y'all are primal. What's going on? And Trinity and Neo say like 35 words to each other outside of the Matrix because they're too busy having sex with each other. Literally, there are tongues everywhere. If I see one more close up of Keanu Reeves' mouth, I am going to lose it. I just, I'm sick of it. We (laughs) already know. That's also an issue. It's an issue with the the character development. There's no development of their relationship. No. In the first one, it's they have the they don't really show them getting closer or whatever. They just mm-hmm. become a thing. Yeah. And then in this one, uh, they're like horny fifteen year olds. Yeah. I mean, I guess like there's time like their relationship has blossomed and we just didn't see it because who really wants to see like a romantic episode of the Matrix movies? You know what I mean? Like. Just I kissing want to see and the walk boning. to remember in the Matrix. A Matrix to remember. A code to remember. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. I, so I saw this movie when I was... The first time I saw it, I think it was like 11 or something. I checked out the box set from the library. I watched this in my family room. It was on the TV for anyone to watch. Um, watch the first one. Whatever. No issue. Watch the second one. Like, my parents didn't say anything. They were doing dishes or not paying attention or whatever but while i was watching it i was like this is we why is this happen this is not and this wasn't in like a i'm 11 i don't understand what sex is i didn't i still don't but it was in a (laughs) poor animal this is just gross yeah This, this is not enjoyable to watch it's not it's just it's like so out of character i mean i think yeah, I feel like it's weird. Like, not that I think that Neo and Trinity are sexless beings. I just think it's weird to think about. Because, like, Gage and I were talking about how, like, the people in Zion, yeah, they're, like, having fun and, like, turning it into a whole thing. But a lot of why they have sex all the time is because they have to keep the entire race alive. Yeah, which, like, makes going. sense. Do you think... Do you think Neo... And Trinity are sterile. Mm. Gage and I, I had this discussion. So. I don't think they are because later in the movie we hear about how basically there have been five genocides on Zion every time that they reset the Matrix. Mm. Um, so I think that the and then they leave people unplugged, and then there are people in Zion who are natural born. Children. Yeah, and just don't have the holes or plugs or anything, whatever you yeah. want to call them. So I think that I don't think they're sterile, at least not because they were in the Matrix. They could be sterile because of whatever reason. Just like um, natural reasons or whatever. Yeah, but I I don't think they are. Hmm. Okay. I was just curious because uh, yeah. I thought that they might be like we thought that they might be because of the goop. And because they're, like, mm-hmm. manufactured instead of actually made, like, you would have thought that, like, maybe their, like, evolutionary situation would have been that that went away. But I also feel like it wouldn't go away if it was real life because, like, that's a means for survival and evolution is supposed to be so you can continue surviving. Hi, welcome back to our science podcast. Well, also, um, Neo wasn't constructed. He was begotten. Not made. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> this is a Christian and scientific podcast. 
Welcome back to the Christian Science Monitor. Yeah. Today we're talking about the Matrix. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Gage into told the me. Matrix. I'm sorry. Gage told me there's a scene in this movie later on that when he was little and he went to like a Sunday school that they actually showed him a scene from this movie to symbolize Jesus throwing. When Neo like stands up with all of the Agent Smiths the on him. bodyguards? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's supposed to be Jesus rising and throwing all the demons, you know? Anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. Uh, that it is exactly like a Sunday school to not understand <laughs> why you shouldn't show this to seven-year-olds. Yeah, well. Um, in the Matrix, uh, Neo goes and he meets the Oracle's bodyguard, Seraph, where they have a, a fight. An angel. The only way you could truly, the only way you could truly know someone is to fight them. Correct. Uh, I once talked to a guy on a dating app who said that. If I was having a fight with a friend, I should just get into a fist fight with her because then we'd feel better afterwards. So I think that's like a, a thing that some dudes, cishet men, can you please answer me? Is this something you just do sometimes? You just fight each other to get to know each other? As a cishet man, I feel like those guys are compensating for yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say, and it's Dan, not. I'm not saying that they're compensating for it's a, a physical aspect of their body, but they're compensating with the fact that they don't feel comfortable with themselves. I was going to say, and I'm sorry for that. I was going to say, Dan, I think you're too comfortable with yourself to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, we were talking before the, the show started, and I was saying that I saw a TikTok about what your favorite Canadian band says about you, uh, and... My favorite Canadian band is Tegan and Sarah. Um, and the only thing that it said was, you're a lesbian. And I was like, well. They're a, re- re- they're a <laughs> renowned lesbian favorite. They are. And, and Indigo you know, Girls, the, I think. The shoe fits. I like the Indigo Girls, too. And Liz you're Fair. a big lesbian. And there's nothing I, wrong with I like, that. I like women. Well, you have half of it correct, I guess. <laughs> Uh, um, disclaimer, I, I am not making fun of, of lesbian no, we love... people or anything. We love you. We love everyone as long as you are not hateful. Correct. Um, except for you, Steve. Have... There's going, we're, at some point there will be a listener to this podcast named Steve. <gasps> he is who we focus all our hatred towards. Okay, I don't know if I... <laughs> know anybody just steve like i know some stevens yeah i don't either that's why i figured it was a safe name Mm, to throw out there um so steve you get what you get um neo meets up with the the oracle uh and it turns out the oracle is part of the matrix yeah oh no i mean like seen that coming yeah i was gonna say surprise but like not really um so she's part of the Matrix, and then she says, you gotta basically, you gotta go to the center. You gotta go to the, the chocolatey core, the, mm. the crispity, nougaty core of the Matrix. No, you lost me. I liked it better when it was like a melted chocolate center. <laughs> to, and it's the source, but you're gonna need there to go with the key maker. I wish it was the key master, nope. so we could talk about Zool, and this would just turn into Ghostbusters, which is so much of a bad Not movie. yet. Ugh. There is no key maker only Zool. There is no Deborah, only Zool or no Barbara. Or there is no Sigourney, only anyway. Zool. Yeah. Uh, so 
when the Oracle leaves the PlayStation 2 waiting area, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto location. That Not they the Grand in, Theft Auto. Oh, my God. Guess who Is shows up? Like Agent Smith. And Agent Smith's like, guess what? Okay, watching this, I just kept thinking of Age of Ultron, another not very good movie. Um, because Ultron sings, I have no chains, now I'm free, there are no chains on me. And that's basically all of Agent Smith's character arc. Yeah, he's, like, Agent Smith is just so frowny. Um, <laughs> and, like, I like the subtle hint, you know, of the now he's not connected to the Matrix, so his suit's actually black instead of green. That's mm-hmm. clever. That's good. Good job, Sibs. Um, he's just like a villain, but he's more annoying to me than anything else. Like, he doesn't seem like a big threat. And I think that's because, like, we figure out that, like, in the end, it doesn't really matter. That It's like he tried so hard and he got so far. Stop. I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to quote some song lyrics in here when I'm trying to make a point. You said the second half of the chorus. Humph. <laughs> but no, but I do understand what you're saying. It, it's he, he's inconsequential to everything. Yeah. Especially with how Neo deals with them, because at, at this point they fight, and we learn that Agent Smith can basically create infinite clones of himself. That going off the PS2 bandwagon, this fight looks like it was made in a PS2. Um, but Neo doesn't really have an issue dealing with them. He's Superman Jesus. He can fight with one hand behind his back. It'll be fine. I literally hate that he can fly in this one. I hated it when he flew at the end of it. Also, he's serving big monk energy in his jacket. And yes. it's just a lot. There's just a lot for me to process. There's a lot that, that Neo does in this movie. Um, emoting is not one of them. Mm-hmm. He's very stoic. Much to the detriment of the viewer. Um, and so the Neo, he doesn't technically win this fight. He he flies away. He flights instead of fights, um, which is but my reaction. This is the fight, tries to fight where a million Agent Smiths climb on him and he flings them off and... It's that scene, like, when you were in high school, did you ever have to do that play to the one song? And there's, like, somebody, it's usually a girl, and she's, like, living her life with Jesus and vibing. And then all of a sudden, she's tempted by, like, money and sex, but the sex is symbolized by, like, slow dancing with a man. And also there's alcohol, and then she tries to kill herself, and then Jesus is, like, trying to fight, and everybody's holding her back. And then he, like, flings the demons off of her, and they embrace when I was in high school, did I do that? Or watch it? Anyone? No, I went to public school. Yeah, but you're Catholic. I didn't go to church in high school. Oh, are you not confirmed? No, I am. I got confirmed in eighth grade. And I was like, all eighth right, Eighth grade? Peace. Were you Lutheran when you were in little? No. Eighth grade? Yeah. I got confirmed Catholic when I was a junior in high school. Catholic got confirmed in seventh grade. What Catholic... You're the wrong kind of no, Catholic. No, you're the wrong kind of Catholic. No. Oh my god. I'm gonna call your mom. <laughs> anyway, I'll send you the link to that, I guess. But that's what it reminded me of. Anyone who 
knows what I'm talking about. It's not specifically just Catholics. It's like a Christian thing. And it has popped up on my TikTok so many times. And it is jarring because (laughs) I played the girl who does all the drugs and, you know, slow dances with all the men because she's a little whore and Jesus has to come Uh save her. So, Well, congratulations on your eternal salvation. Thank you. Um, Also, I would like to welcome all of our non-Catholic listeners to (laughs) what it sounds like whenever a Catholic person talks to another Catholic person. I'm sorry, friends. They say you're the wrong one. (laughs) Oh, no. Don't worry. We're the fun Catholics. Yeah. This wow! This podcast has gotten much more religious. It's literally an allegory episodes. for Christ. I don't it's know what true, you want. Like this is literally just a Jesus movie. This is almost it like is. how I watched Bible Man when I was little. Okay, what? It's a I, superhero. No, the only furthest I went was Veggie Tales. <laughs> Veggie Tales is kind of too far too. Okay, no, no, Veggie Tales be- is everything. I don't believe in Catholic media. Christian media is dumb. <laughs> Okay, oh, it's dumb our viewers, and it's not Our enjoyable. listeners are turning off the podcast. Good. I mean, don't turn it off. What about that Listen one Flyleaf song? I can't feel you all around me. That's Christian. You know, that's about Jesus, right? Ah, that's fine. The song slaps. Oh, jars of clay. Ugh. No. Go, go ride a skateboard or something. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> Um, so then Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity. Jesus and the Holy Trinity. (laughs) Jesus, Mary, and Joseph Mm -hmm. have to go and and visit the Merovingian, uh, which if you or a loved one have Merovingian, you may be entitled to financial compensation. That good, good Merovingian. Uh, And he has the keymaker in prison. The Merovingian is a stuck-up French dude in a mountaintop castle. Yes, me uh, too. guess what? He is also part of the Matrix. He's and another rogue piece. There's He makes a woman eat a cake, and we literally watch her orgasm via code, and I hated it, Dan. We do. I hated it. It felt really inappropriate to me. I... <laughs> I know the movie's rated R, but that just felt like it was crossing a line. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a prude. That's entirely possible, but... No, I don't think... I mean... I'm a prude. I guess. I'm not a prude. I'm just elderly. But I I thought... I think that a lot of the the sexual stuff in the movie... It feels uncomfortable because there's no... Real reason? explained reason for it yeah like, like there's no internal logic and people are just really horny the whole time i thought he was using the cake to like poison the woman which uh-huh. i think would have proved i mean i guess like that's a lot more drastic way to prove your power over somebody but i don't know making them orgasm is just weird like it's such a like an it's a different way it's a more it's almost scarier <laughs> Yeah, and then the 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 woman who's like, I can take you to the key master. You just have to kiss me like oh, you kiss her. Oh. Was this written by a fifteen year old who just listened to Misery Business? Literally, if I when Trinity like pulls out her gun over that, I was like mood. <laughs> I was like felt honestly, Trinity, you are you are felt because <laughs> Gage looked at me. He's like, you wouldn't be able to do that. I was like, absolutely not. I'd close my eyes and I'd complain the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, she is the worst. 
throw that she whole is. girl out. We're not seeing the key master, key maker, key person today. Throw this out. Goodbye. Ooh, I was I'm sorry. Crabby. Also, her name is Persephone. No, 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 no. I don't care. She's the worst because apparently I think she's coming for my real life boyfriend and she's a character. Yeah. Movie, it seems so. like it. Um, also we see that the Merovingian, he's got these bodyguard henchmen things uh, known as the twins. I hate them. They're terrifying. I call them the ghosts. When I mentioned, when I mentioned white chicks at the beginning of the podcast, yes. this is what I meant. These two guys look like the Wayans brothers and white chicks in their white chicks outfit. Um, and I don't, they also look like a first draft practical costume version of Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. No combined with the white chicks and that's not a compliment i just think they're spooky because i don't again i don't like it when they morph into ghosts and i know they're not ghosts yeah. but i just think it's easier to call them that so they do morph into ghosts they're uh, like math ghosts which is worse oh gosh you gotta do algebra no um, please that's my that's my um sleep paralysis demon is just a math <laughs> book like floating over me it's a multiplication table. Gage accused me of, I don't think this is a real thing, but he asked me the other day if the reason why I struggle with math so much is because I'm dyslexic, but with numbers. And I don't uh, think he meant it as like to be rude. I think he genuinely asked and I'm not, I'm just really bad at math. Yeah. That makes him sound mean. He's not mean. He is a wonderful boyfriend, but... <laughs> well, since he can't defend himself on this podcast because mm -hmm. he refuses to come on, oh, he is mean. So mean. He's the worst. He's so terrible. Tell him so to come mean. on and defend himself Ooh. next episode. Ooh. He's going to hear this and square up. Uh, this is, he's going to put his little fists up. I'm going to wake up and he'll be outside my window mm -hmm. just punching at it. I don't know, um, though. You might be safe. He's allergic to cats, so he can't come ooh. into your apartment or he'll start itching. <laughs> my defense is just holding up my cat. Yes. Who's unaware and just looking poppy. around. <laughs> um, so the the gang and the Merovingian have what I assume is a philosophical conversation. I don't know. I zoned out during this part. But anyway... Um, <laughs> They escape. The the gang they split up and escape basically. Uh Persephone um takes Neo to the keymaker and they, they pull him out. Um and then Morpheus and Trinity and the Keymaker get out and flee, uh, and they're in a city, and then somehow when when Neo runs to escape the Merovingian Merovingian, he is at the top of a mountain in a castle. Uh, because they have moved basically where they are. Yeah. Um, this part confused then, me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I kind of checked out did. for a moment. Gage knew I checked out because he's like, you're going to have a rough time tomorrow when you record. And I was like, correct. But then these next 15 minutes are what I think are the actually good part of the movie. Mm. And it's the car chase scene on the highway. Of course it's a fucking car chase scene on the highway. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. They also reference Adam 12 in it. So oh of course my I have god, of course you're going to like it cuz you're old because you're The, the old. radio dispatcher says one Adam 12 come in. I hear that every day at 4 p.m. on MeTV. Oh it's god. a callback to a common thing in my life. Of course I'm going to love it. All right, all right. 
Then what's the deal with the airplane food? Okay, Jerry, uh, let's calm down. Look, it's cool. I think this part is cool. Does it go on for a while? Yes. Could they have maybe cut it in half? Yes, but the stunts that they do uh, on top of the truck and the, the motorcycle stuff uh, and Morpheus with his sword, it's neat. It's a fun thing the to The freaking katana. Oh, my God. I forgot <laughs> about the katana. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, the katana is a bit much for me, but it's fine. It seems like this movie, if not written, was... The production design was done by a 15-year-old. A neckbeard or a 15-year-old. <laughs> Yeah. No, not neckbeard. Um, I'm just teasing. But yeah, you're right. Like some of the, they're like, okay, so Morpheus needs to have a sword, and then somebody like brought their kid in for take your kid to work day, and they're like, oh, would it be cool if we had a whole katana? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, okay, Billy, but like somebody wrote it down and made it happen. Yeah, or like he said it was the exec's kid. They had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Um, so at the last moment, here. it looks like the the gang is gonna lose, but Neo does his to quote, he's doing his Superman thing. Uh, he flies over and he saves <sighs> the day. Not the flying course, again. Yes. Um. So in the Matrix, the crews of the Nebuchadnezzar, uh, and then the other two ships, the Vigilant and the Logos, um, they help the Keymaker and Neo. Uh, reach the source basically what their plan is they need to destroy a power plant and disable the backup power plant in order to stop the security system from going off so that neo has his exactly 300 and whatever seconds there's probably some jesus symbolism to that yeah days or something well three Um, you know three the holy trinity that's like yeah peter paul and mary no no Oh. The Britney Spears song. Okay, I love that song. And also, it brings back some good <laughs> memories back when we were allowed to go to the club many mm-hmm. moons ago. The guy wearing an entirely gold outfit fist pumping to that song at Trinity. <laughs> at Trinity? <laughs> oh my gosh, it fits. Oh my lord. <laughs> um, oh man, I kind of miss clubbing, but not that much. <laughs> well, speaking of Trinity, because Neo keeps seeing this vision... Of Trinity getting shot and killed. This WandaVision. Like, Don't go in. It's, okay. It is WandaVision. I know why he's doing that, but I also, if I was Trinity, I would have been like, "Bit what? I'm going. But. <laughs> would you would defy Jesus? No. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he was my boyfriend and he was saying something dumb. Sorry, Jesus, you've never said anything dumb. But like, <laughs> you know. Well. They yeah. only write down the yeah, good ideas. If you're, if you're a Christian, Jesus is your boyfriend. No, he's my husband. Okay. <laughs> or, no, just kidding. Only like only nuns are married to Jesus and priests are married to the church because the church is the bride of Jesus. So, wait, are, are priests, are, are they the, the like cheating no 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 but no but like priests are married to the church that's why they all wear a ring on their wedding finger because they're married to the church and same with nuns a lot of them 
<laughs> with Jesus. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> your ex for your your uh your you versus the man she tells you not to worry about. And it's Jesus. <gasps> <laughs> um so Trinity does agree to stay on the ship. Um because, you know, who's gonna defy Jesus? I Only guess. A heretic. Um so the the first ship succeeds in getting the power plant down, but the second ship, uh, the Vigilant, is not very vigilant because it gets destroyed by a squid. And there's one and... survivor, right? That's the one yeah. where there's one no, survivor? No, everyone dies. Except for one. At least according to the synopsis, everyone aboard perishes. Oh, okay. Which is why Trinity just says that she has to go in and disable the backup power station herself, otherwise Neo's a sitting duck and he's going to get killed. But mm-hmm. when she goes in, she gets in a fight with the agent man, and it's the same vision that Neo has had, the nightmare, whatever. And guess what? Oh, what? Sorry, I thought that was just like a, a um, <laughs> hypothetical what. So, <laughs> what, Dan? Well, he, to to quote um, Nancy Sinatra, "Bang bang, he shot her down." Bang, bang, she hit the ground. Bang, bang, I don't remember the rest of the words. She gets shot dead. Yeah. It was a prophetic vision. (sighs) But. Neo makes it to the source. Yeah. I'll finish what your actual butt is leading to. I know. uh, Sorry, I I just just skipping ahead. (laughs) I just, you know, just skipping ahead a little bit. I remember what I thought the second cool thing about the movie is, and it's what? in this scene. Oh, so it's Neo. Yeah. Neo is talking to President Snow mm-hmm. uh, inside the source of the Matrix, whatever. Mm-hmm. He is the, the human embodiment of the Matrix. I, uh, I think he's technically supposed to be like the God figure, but he strikes me as like kind of evil and therefore not God. Yeah. Like he gives me some, some Satan vibes. A little bit. Um False god, false prophet. Thank you. Yes, he's a falsy. Yeah. Um, you know that's what they call fake eyelashes. Like are false gods? No, falsies <laughs> are what you call fake eyelashes. Yeah. So this guy, <laughs> he's the architect. Um, yes. And he created the Matrix. Um, and basically, he describes his design process. And in the first iteration, he made it perfect, which didn't work because humans are inherently sinners. True. Uh, and then in each successive iteration, what has happened um, is basically he programs it with a fault where there will be a one and they will discover this and this will happen. All the events that have happened um, will happen again. And basically Neo has to choose 14 people to survive and repopulate Zion. Ugh. And then it's basically just a big reset button. And everything goes back to another. This will be the seventh iteration of the Matrix. And what I thought is cool is during this conversation, there are a bunch of TVs surrounding them, mm-hmm. and it has a bunch of different, like, alternate reality reactions. Yeah, I of like that too. Neo, and I thought that was a really cool way to show the the basically the branching timelines that don't really matter because it all ends up the same because there's no free will. No, is what they're getting at. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, I was just going to say seven, like the seven days it took God to create the world. Oh. Anyway, I'm just oh. getting a little crazy now. 
I am just how feel... many Bible numbers can we throw out there? Six? You mean like Satan? Two times the three wise men? <laughs> the three wise men squared? Yeah. Well, no, not squared. That'd be nine. Oh wait, my bad. I forgot. See, I'm bad at math. Math really is your sleep paralysis demon. Yes, it is. I'm so bad at math. I literally <laughs> barely scraped my way out of math. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Oh, have you told the story about how your your stats professor made you sing the national anthem in class on the podcast? <laughs> no, but you pretty much just did. I mean, like he was like, "Does anybody want?" He's like, "Come up here, and I'll give you extra credit." And I was like, "Say no more, fam, because I need as much yeah. as I can get." <laughs> I was like, "You want me to do it again? I'll do it." Yeah, is it like if I can keep going on repeat, yeah. I'll just keep bumping it up? If I sing it for, it's like it. Is it like five points of credit per each performance? Because I'll do it like in different styles, like different yeah, keys. Each octave you hit, yeah. you get an extra 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Does it have to sound uh, good? Because like I can sing it bad if you want. <laughs> uh, I so do it again. Neo, given the choice, um, <sighs> guess what he does? He doesn't make a choice. He simps. He basically goes trinity's dying i have to go he simps he does like i guess she's dying but like i think he should have gone with all the people i don't know maybe i'm confused (sighs) i just always think that the better choice is to save more people but i guess like if i was in a situation where it's like either gage dies or you save all these people you can either save gage or all these people i also would be like ugh so the trolley problem yeah but, like, normally I'm like, the more people, that's the correct answer, is saving more people. Yeah. Drift the trolley on both tracks so you hit everyone. Kill everyone? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when Neo leaves, the architect's like, stupid decision. Yeah, literally, I was you like... Big, big dumb himbo. I also called um, him a himbo. I called him a simp and a himbo. <laughs> so, Neo does actually catch Trinity before she hits the ground. Um, and the only way that he can save her is by going inside her. He pulls the bullets out of her body because he can phase through her, and then he caresses her heart. I asked Gage if I was dying if he also would reach in and start my heart back up, and he's like, Anna, no, that's not possible, and I was like, see, you don't love me? (laughs) <laughs> would you still love me if i only had three hairs like charlie brown no no oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh so he does survive her survive her revive. revive her um and they return to the real world and oh no the sentinels are attacking squid billies are us are attacking not the, the squid billies and they destroy the Nebuchadnezzar, and but don't worry, the crew escapes. Morpheus is crying. He do be crying. Um, and guess what? What? Neo now has the power of Harry Potter. It gets more and more it, ridiculous by the second. He can now communicate with the um, the squids in the real world and basically stop them. He is like... Harry Potter's the the bright light thing that he can do and also talk to snakes. It's Patronus. Yeah. Also, he is a parcel tongue. I'm sorry, what was that? I'm not doing it again. 
One time when we were in college, one time when we were in college, I was in voice and movement class, right, with Todd. Or voice and speech, excuse me. And we were set to do a group project. And it was like, how many different dialects can you do this this monologue and like discuss with your partner? And I was like, I can do it in parcel tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Todd did not hear that joke. That was a strictly between me and my my partner joke. That was not a in front of the whole class joke. I probably would have gotten in trouble. Probably. Would have been worth it. Uh, So Neo, he he stops the machines and basically disables them with his thoughts with his mind he has earned the power of mind control but he falls into a coma when he does that i mean Um, that looked exhausting i also probably would have fallen into a coma after exerting that much energy i have to to think hard about something for more than like 10 (laughs) seconds i have to take a nap me too that all these math questions i've had to answer this episode i'm gonna have to lie down i had to write a paper today Ugh. um and it ended up only it was five pages. Oh, which that's isn't not that bad. bad. Um, but even after writing it, I was like, "Man, I feel like why am I tired? I haven't gone outside all day." Mm-hmm. My Brain first power, day, man. my first day back in my new job, I was like exhausted when I came home, and I had no <laughs> idea why. I was like, I literally sat in a chair all day, and Gage was like, "Yeah." You worked your brain. You haven't done that in months. <laughs> I was like, "Ouch." <laughs> um. And the the crew and Neo get all picked up by another ship, the Hammer, um, captained by Roland. Great name. Yeah, Roland. The other ships, everybody else got wiped out by the machines because somebody set off the EMP too early. Uh-oh. They only picked up one survivor, and guess what? This is where it is. I couldn't remember the, where the stranger came in. It's the Agent Smith controlled goateed stranger Bane. Don't trust a man with a beard, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. And then it's to be continued. And it's time to rage against the machine. Okay, okay, okay. Again, every time Gage and I talk about the the Matrix, I always tell him close the windows. I don't want to mis- I don't want a confused conservative to come in and think it's for them. <laughs> and as soon as Rage Against the Machine came on, I was like, close the windows, close the windows. <laughs> well, if if somebody is conservative and thinks that Rage Against the Machine is speaking for them, I don't think they know how to listen to lyrics. Have you seen videos from literally any of these rallies, Dan? How many people are wearing yeah. their Rage Against the Machine shirts and Paul talking about Ryan's their red favorite band? Remember the time that the Dropkick Murphys <laughs> told Scott Walker he can't use their music in his walkouts yeah. anymore? <laughs> I think about that often. Um, so the movie, it, it ends with a cliffhanger and then Rage Against the Machine starts playing and that's The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Look, you. I think you could tell that we didn't like it. I mean, Dan, maybe I was being a little rude when I called it a steaming pile earlier, but like... It was forgettable. Except yes, for the orgy. Is. Yeah, thinking... I was thinking about it today. I watched it last night. There are so few specifics that I remember. Like, broad strokes, I remember how it goes. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are no lines. No. Nothing... There's no not like this. Oh, sorry. Not there's like... one line I remember, and it's one out of 12. <gasps> um I just broke my ponytail holder while I was talking to you. (laughs) 
thought you gasped because I mentioned one Adam 12 again. No, I broke my ponytail holder and it scared me. Oh my gosh. It's a cute bracelet now, though. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway. Look at all the mental energy you're spending on the Matrix. Oh, that was my brain. My last brain cell snapping. Uh, so, I guess after going through the plot... You said a steaming pile is a little harsh, but what else? I it just, I like, I told Gage, I liked it. I just didn't love it. And I mm-hmm. really liked the first one. And Gage yeah. was like, yeah, Anna, this is pretty much how everybody feels about it. Like the first one is really, really good. And the second one is just like fine. Like, yeah, I don't know. He said that's how most like hardcore matrix fans feel about it it felt a lot more like oh so you didn't understand the plot like the symbolism in the first movie let me break it down for you (laughs) was it was my hand too light i could be i could push down more do we need to sit you down for a bible study real quick like (laughs) i don't know yeah how about you it's Again, it's all very symbolism. I don't know if that's the right word. It's kind of like fan fiction. Me- oh, no. Well, you know how... What in the what, like, Pat? Fi- well, Fifty Shades of Grey came from Twilight fan fiction. Yes, I try to forget about that a lot. This feels like The Matrix is coming from Bible fan Not fiction. Not Bible like fan fiction. To, somebody's trying to make a Bible version of My Immortal or something. One time I went on a date and I sat down and we're chatting or whatever. And the guy that I was with goes, yeah, so the Bible's like the original meme. And I... There's so much to unpack. And the first thing you need to unpack is you from that conversation. Yeah, I should have. It should have been a sign. And yet... It's fine. And it wasn't yeah. Gage. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I... And, like, the action in this... The truck scene is cool. It goes on too long, but I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. But the other action... There's no weight. There's no stakes. Because they've made Neo too... Powerful? Strong. Yeah. Too powerful. Like, I never worried about him losing me Even either when he, at the end when he, he's human neo now that he can talk to snakes or robot squids i'm like yes he's got well, robo tongue it's not like there's a kryptonite for him is no. trinity his kryptonite that would be an interesting thing to go hmm. off of, but i know that they don't i don't know what um, the third one is about so i don't really know it's worse that's what gage said one two three is the order for this yeah um so, yeah. Some trivia. I have some trivia. All right. Hit me with it, Dan. I'm going to hit you with it. Hit me with um, it. The movie was originally banned in Egypt because of its religious themes. Well, the religious themes? Themes seems like an, un, an inadequate word to really describe what we watched. Yeah. The, the religious rip current? The religious overtones. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, the the chase scene was filmed on a decommissioned runway uh, in Alameda, California. 
Mm. It took 27 days to film. Yes. Um, there was another thing that took 27 days to film, too. I think. Or, sorry, it was the Agent Smith and Neo fight took 27 yes, days. Yes, sorry, film. yeah. The burly brawl, as it's called. Not the burly brawl. It's Jesus rejecting <laughs> the demons. Um, so, Alia, Alia mm-hmm. was originally cast uh, in a small role in this. The oh, Aaliyah. Yes. Aaliyah. I never know how to pronounce Aaliyah. her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but she died mm-hmm. before yeah. she could finish, so they had to recast, which is sad. Yeah, very sad. Uh-huh. Um, the Wachowskis were given the choice between making the Matrix sequels and making Batman Begins, uh, and they chose the Matrix sequels. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so Sean Connery was the first choice to play the architect. Uh, but he turned the role down because he didn't get it. I mean. Which is fair. There's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, Sean, might I suggest reading the Bible first? Yeah. So Jet Lee and Michelle Yeoh were both offered the role of Seraph, the person who fights Neo. Oh. The Oracle's bodyguard. I like that Seraph is very um, gender loose, gender, gender fluid almost. And also seems like it was written with Jet Li in mind. Oh, um, well, there but are... he turned it down because he wanted the same salary as Keanu Reeves. He's a big name. He is. But he's it's not the lead, role, I guess. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be a good movie um, director because somebody famous would be like, I need this much money. And I'd see, I'd be like, yeah, you're famous. You take it. That seems yeah. right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> For like and, one line. Um, so Marcus Chong, who played Tank, he wanted to come back, mm-hmm. um, but there was there were allegedly bitter disagreements between him and the Wachowskis. They're absolute brawls. Him, yeah, they're burly brawls mm-hmm. that they had together that had uh, him killed off unceremoniously and replaced with Tank, who is Hot. functionally the exact same character, but hotter. Way hotter. Yeah. I was like, hey, hey Link, <laughs> what's up? Um. Yeah, that's really all the trivia that I have for it. Um, but oh no, I do have one more piece of trivia from the first movie. All right, Keanu Reeves made so much money from it; he made like thirty-eight million dollars. Yes, and he gave up. I, it was something like seventeen million dollars to pay the crew. That's literally not surprising. Gage and I were talking about how, in that makeout and like sex scene that he had, how Keanu was probably like, "Are you all right?" Are you, yeah. <laughs> are you comfortable with this? Like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying I'm praising him because I love that he's, if he is doing that, I think he should be doing that. You know, respect, key, consent, key, on the same yes. page that everybody's comfortable, key. But also he stays being the nicest man in Hollywood. So. Yes, I, I will. I, I will say to that. I, I, I am not saying that this is what is happening with Keanu Reeves, but these are performers, and basically any time you see them in public, they are doing some sort of performing. So even if there is some celebrity that you're like, man, they're such a good person, they might not be. Yeah, but Keanu Reeves usually is. 
Are you saying he yeah. isn't? Is there a chance? No, I'm, he- no oh. I'm, I'm not saying this, but I, I've seen there's like this trend on TikTok. That oh, it's like yeah. Men that I would trust with my drinks. No. And it's like, and I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to say anyone specific, but there are people and I'm like, again, these are all the public persona that they put on. Yeah. We don't know what they're like personally. You never know if they're going to hit you with a, you're going in the shower without me. <laughs> Sad oh, face gosh. text. <laughs> You never know who could send you one of those. It could come from someone you don't expect. Oh, God. You could but get a you up text at any time. I sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but to put a bow on that, I, I am not saying that Keanu Reeves... There is no evidence to suggest that Keanu Reeves is anything but a, a good person. A gem. Yes. Um, so, question. Answer. Would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as the Merovingian? Oh, I, I was going to say he probably would have to be that one little hanger honor kid that's like oh, following. Oh, the rat friend? Yeah. He'd probably be him, and I think it would be the same. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not really a huge role. There's not really any room for growth or character development. You're just there to, like, deliver a spoon to Keanu. <laughs> and then sashay away yeah spoon made out of what looks like aluminum foil too. yeah for real oh, really really tell me they don't have spoons in zion they eat porridge i all the time. was wondering about that i was like do you think they just like drink it that could be i don't know um the key maker yeah, as sorry JTT. no sorry i just got excited and i <laughs> <laughs> gonna say jimmy stewart is the key maker but apparently i just decided to yell out key maker so <laughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna do a, a slight adjustment okay so i'm only gonna say jimmy stewart for roles that he was alive for mm, okay did he die in 2003 no he died in like 1991 or something. i was gonna say i was like you know what no i'm adjusting that i have J- i'm still gonna leave jimmy stewart as my favorite actor but i reserve the right to say a different actor if I feel like it would be funnier if it was somebody else. Okay. So, I was going to say Jimmy Stewart as the architect or the key maker. Ooh, that could be good. Would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm changing it to current day Dick Van Dyke <gasps> as the architect. Yes. 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 Absolutely. A hundred percent better. I would and love that. He, he posted a video like supporting Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. before the election last year. And he has this, he has a beard, no mustache. He's 90 something years old. It would be perfect. I love him. He's spry as ever. I love him. He is, he is one of my, my favorite actors. The Dick Van Dyke show, I, I think is the funniest show. I would, none. I would probably um, trust my drink with Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I'd trust it now, at least. Yeah, maybe not in the day. Maybe he was a little wild back in the day. Um, we don't know. But he's 90 years old. It sounds like he has marbles in his mouth when he talks because, you know, he's 90-something years old. That's that allowed to sound like that. We all get old. But just hearing him explain the workings of the Matrix. It would be good. I'd love it. I would love every second of it. It would be good. Excellent choice, Dan. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I was, it's been ruminating in the back of my brain. I think it was an excellent choice. Um, 
Yeah, I guess the, the only question that I have for you is uh, on a w- scale of one to five sweaty sex orgy fests, what do you give the movie? Two. Two? It was like passable. I just don't think yeah. I'm going to watch it again anytime soon. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe next time I watch it, I'll really like it. You know? I don't Maybe know. Maybe your tastes will decline. Yeah. We'll see if I regress. (laughs) Uh, I'm with you. I give it a two. Yeah. Um, It was just fine, right? Yeah. Although Zion, when that started, when that popped up, the the sweat-fueled sex fest, first thing that popped into my head is New York's hottest club. No. (sighs) This place has everything. Keanu Reeves' butt. Robot squids. Sulfur. Probably. Spoons. Made of tinfoil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, You have anything else to say? Not this time. Sorry, friends. No, let's... We we can wrap this puppy up. Wrap it up. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can find us on the social medias, on Facebook and Twitter, Whoa. What the heck was that? noises just came from my work computer. What was that? Um, but on Facebook and Twitter, we are uh, at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. You can support us financially by, as we mentioned, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash in conclusion. There are a bunch of levels of patron you can sign up for that we do not fulfill the things that we say you get. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll maybe just we keep will. being cute, though. That's probably more likely. <laughs> um, or you could give us a rating, hopefully five stars and review on Apple Podcasts. Or subscribe to us on Spotify. Or those are really the only platforms we're on. So that would be helpful. If you want to find me. I am on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and I have a blog on my website, dan-okeefe.com slash blog is the blog site. You don't need the slash blog if you don't want to read my blog. You just want to see my pretty face. Anna, okay, what? <laughs> Nothing. Don't, I'm just rolling what? my eyes at you. I'm just rolling my eyes at you. Don't worry. Don't worry about me, Dan. Anna, who has been using her former hairband as a Batwoman mask... Where can they find you online? You can find me on Instagram at AnonymousPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollout, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. I tweeted like twice in the past two months, and I think they were both gems. So, yeah. Go check them out. If you like it's quality, not quantity. Yeah, exactly. I like to think really hard. Unlike some presidents we've had in the past, I like to think really hard before I tweet it out, you know? I gotta make sure it's good. Speaking of some presidents we had in the past, I saw a news article today that um, he has launched a, a like a groundbreaking way to send out press releases of his thoughts. It's a blog. He has a blog on his <laughs> Reinventing website. Reinventing the blog. He and I have the same way to reach out to our constituents. <laughs> Reinventing our the blogs. blog. Uh, so we will be back next week. With our 50th episode. <gasps> Yay! And a not uh, so great course, movie. <laughs> we can only cover 
great movies on our milestone episodes. Mm-hmm. So we will be talking about the disappointing conclusion to the Matrix trilogy, The Matrix Revolutions. Get ready, y'all. Get ready. It's about to be then. lit. After that, who knows what we'll talk about? Not me. <laughs> Not the Animatrix. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, So in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, wear a mask, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. Should we record? I don't really have a ton to say, unfortunately.